Hello and welcome to According to John, where today, today's going to be an interesting question that we're going to answer because, well, here's the question. What is the whore of Babylon or mystery Babylon? I think they're... Revelation chapter 17, Johnny chose a topic that he knew I would love. <laughs> so we, you know, we sit down on Tuesdays or Thursdays typically and do a podcast. And I thought, okay, let me put this together. I've had some questions asked to me, so let me get some things together. And then this one, what is the whore of Babylon? And I went, oh yeah, Duke is all over this one. So when we sat down, I said, hey, these are the three that I've put together. And he goes, oh, let's start with Babylon. Johnny wasn't surprised a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Completely John, expected this it. is this is like in real life, in our face every day, kind of the direction is all going this way, just like the Bible said it right. would. And so many people are ignorant of the whole thing. And then when you start bringing it up, people get offended. It's like, you need to have this information. Right. And uh, so thank you for choosing it. You get a point just for just choosing Just coming out the of top. the gate, man, I get a yes, point. Yes, you do, but I, I might take it away. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. <laughs> Only girls can take away a point. That's, That's right. true. That's true. I forgot, John. That's true. You can't take away points. Only girls can take Golly, away points. Golly, man. So, All right. thank this you for the... <laughs> this is great. We It's, it's not going to be a fun thing. It's not going to be politically correct. We'll tell right, you right, right up front. Right. But it's going to be absolutely biblical, glove of prophecy, hand of reality, and it will be helpful to, for you and I to be equipped, number right. one, not to get kind of drug into some evil things number two to help other people who are already there to get out so this is a this is a real important uh, message yeah i think it is and so revelation 17 1 through 2 wait a, you have to introduce us I, I, who are I'm we john so, i'm so excited Man, you need me dude you need me <laughs> Hey, I am your host, John there Westfall. We this go. is my co-host, Pastor Duke Herget, the Duke Meister. And it's going to be good today. I, and we're going to make it fun. I mean, we're going to make because I'm just yeah. in one of those moods, man, where it's just going to be good. Uh, but what is the horror Babylon or mystery Babylon? That's what we're going to talk about today. And so, brother, if you will open us in a word of prayer, we're going to jump right into this. Heavenly Father, Thank you for giving us your word and telling us what you're going to allow the enemy to do in the last days. Give us discernment as we teach and as our listeners listen, give us all discernment about what's going on and then to process it and to use the knowledge that we gain in a godly way with excitement to help uh, deliver people uh, from darkness into the light. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. So what is the horror Babylon or mystery Babylon? And we have to start with Revelation 17, 1 and 2. It says, Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls came and talked with me, saying to me, and, and this is uh, John, uh, the apostle who wrote uh, the book of John or the gospel of John, if you will, and 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, and Revelation, which, by the way, just because my OCD will not allow me to go past this for a moment. It is revelation, not revelations. Mm -hmm. The revelation of God, yeah. of what he's going to yeah. do in the final uh, days before 
uh, as we approach the second advent of Jesus. Yeah, there it, it, it is not plural. Do not put an S on it. <laughs> My name is Duke, not Dukes. Yeah, that's exactly right. He's like, I hear people say, oh, I, I read Revelations. No, you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so it says, Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls came and talked with me, saying to me, Come, I will show you the judgment of the great harlot who sits on many waters, with whom the kings of the earth committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth were made drunk with the wine of her fornication. And then Revelation 17, 5 goes on to say, and on her forehead, a name was written, Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and of the abominations of the earth. I think you should read verse 6 too, because it shows the religious side of what God is talking about here. I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I marveled with great amazement. And so we realize that uh, the mystery Babylon, uh, whoever this is, which I, I obviously have an opinion and we'll get to that. And you have a thought. We'll, we'll get lay to the that. foundation yeah. and then bring it uh, up because it, it's, it's pretty powerful. But we realize that... Um, Christians are not welcome in this era. <laughs> <laughs> it will help make us deplorable in the eyes of those who don't know the scriptures and don't know history. Oh, it's, it's going to get bad, man. Yeah. I mean, it's going to get real bad. It's coming. It's coming, right? And uh, so at any rate, who is the whore of Babylon and what is mystery Babylon? And Revelation 17, 3 gives the description. The beast mentioned in, in verse... Uh, 17.3 is the same beast in Revelation 13.1. And then I'm going to hand this over to you as we go. So you jump in anytime because I do know this is your wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Revelation 13.1 says this. Then I stood on the sand of the sea and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads, ten horns, and on his horns, ten crowns, and on his heads, a blasphemous name. Let me throw in here. This is the political economic side of the final day scenario. And he's and, and Johnny's going to continue reading and it's going to take us into the spiritual religious side mm. because that's where the connection is made. The Antichrist, the economic dash political dictator, soon to un, be unfurled on planet Earth, but he has an assistant. Mm-hmm. He has somebody coming alongside, fusing religion into this political final days totality totalitarian dictatorship and this is what god wanted you and i to know mm-hmm. to see as all of this is is coming together so original the first part here in 17 is the political and economic and it's going to switch here soon into the religious Continue. Yeah, because the beast in revelation chapter 13 is understood to refer to the antichrist or Correct. the man of lawlessness yes sir in second thessalonians 2 3 and 4 it says let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first, and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who ex- uh, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he sits on, so he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is 
God. And then Daniel 9.27 says basically the same thing. Then he shall confirm a covenant with many for one week, but in the middle of the week he shall bring an end to sacrifice and offering, and on the wing of abomination shall be one who makes desolate, even until the consummation, which is determined, is poured out on the desolate. So what John has just done is he has connected Old Testament and New Testament Daniel called this big event that is soon to come the abomination of desolation. It's when the Antichrist, who the Jews in this chapter in Daniel 9 think Mm -hmm. at first, he's their answer man. The earth is politically convulsing. America seems to have disappeared by far, as far as military impotence. They need some assistance. They need some help. So they turn to this arising Western leader from NATO, the Western world, the Antichrist, to defend them. And at it, 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 the beginning of the seven-year period of time, this week, seven, seven years, he looks like their friend. Mm-hmm. But in the middle of the week, three and a half years in, they realize we made a big mistake. Yeah, he's going to make Hitler look like a you know a, a, a decent neighbor. You know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> he is coming after. Going to make Hitler look like your grandma. <laughs> yeah. And so it's called the abomination of desolation. Second Thessalonians two uh, that he just read, where he sits in the temple of God in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Now you would think a NATO leader would set up his headquarters maybe in Belgium. Or Paris, maybe London, one of the great cities. No, 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 no. no. It's the Antichrist. He's going straight to Jerusalem. Right. Sits in the temple of God. Well, and because because also we have to remember Jerusalem is the capital of the world. Absolutely. And I think people forget that Jerusalem is the capital of the world. Listen, the entire Bible, everything, even today, everything is focused or centered around Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Israel is God's hourglass, not hourglass, not America. Exactly. And uh, as a matter of fact, it's hard for us Americans to accept that. You know, we're number one. uh, (laughs) God says, no. Yeah. Yeah. You're nothing right now. Centerpiece. Yeah. 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 In comparison to Israel, yeah, we, we, no. So he sits in the temple of God. Who does he claim to be? God. Yeah. And God calls that in Daniel, the abomination of desolations. Then revelation comes in and really focuses in on how this political economic guy came to power. And that's going to take us, you know, what goes around comes Comes around around, and we're going to go back into history and see, okay, Babylon in the end is going to be connected to Babylon in the beginning, we're going to focus on that for a few minutes. That is my cup of tea. Right. And that's what we're going to get to. But also understand this, the whore of Babylon, whoever it is, is closely affiliated with the end times and the Antichrist. And we understand that. And that's what you're talking about. And and we're like, who is the whore of Babylon, right? Who is mystery Babylon? Um, obviously, it's a mystery. So we can't uh, uh, be certain of so who it is. We're going to look at the clues first and then come to the conclusion yes. of what the mystery is. Because if we tell you the mystery now, we're going to make a lot of people mad. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to kind of follow the facts. Right. And and I think the facts get us pretty close, man. Uh, yeah. They really do, right? They get us really close. And, and I know, so here we have some clues in Revelation 17, 9. It says this. Here is the mind which has wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman the woman sits. Now, 
I know, and you're going to help me with this, right? Because Don't go too far too fast, John. But that's a big verse. That's a huge verse it because identifies it. many commentators that you read link this passage with the Roman Catholic Church. Yep. Because in ancient times, the city of Rome was known as the city on seven hills. And that's uh, not even disputed. It's not. That's and a historical fact. Yeah, because there's seven prominent hills that surround the city. And if you, if you look at the Pope... Dude, he first off, he says he's not the vicar of Christ, which means he's not Earth's spokesperson for Christ. He met on Mount Sinai on November 14th uh, of 2022, this year. Yeah, just a couple weeks ago. With the imam and, and many of the other heads to give the new Ten Commandments, which are mm. all... Woke, 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 woke. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Dude, I read them and God I is was... green. Woke, woke, woke. God is really green. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to uh, freeze out the world to, so you... We'll freeze you this winter right. so you won't right. fry in the year 2525 if man is still alive and well, woman can survive. And how about this? Uh, in part of the New Ten Commandments... You must follow, you must be obedient, meaning humanity must follow, must be obedient, and must give. <laughs> give money, give money. Now, here's the crazy part to me, Duke. God says give the tithe and people freak out. The Pope says give your money to protect green and people will empty their wallets. They're deceived. That's what Jesus said would happen. Be not deceived, and yet they are. So we have this Babylon um, mystery religion. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying not to jump forward because i got to let you jump in. But go ahead, brother. Pick it up from there. All Lest right. we go, go too far too fast, let's take Babylon. There's, um, we, Babylon appears in the Bible in Genesis chapter 11 we call it the tower of babel so if we you know hit reverse and we're at the tower of babel it's only a few generations after the flood and god had given instructions to replenish the earth spread out they absolutely defied god refused to do that right. when you get into chapter 11 they're building this ma magnificent tower called a ziggurat in uh, archaeological terminology and it was huge. Uh, well, we know it's huge um, because in verse 4, it says this. And they said, and we're talking Genesis eleven four now. Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves. Say that again. N name for ourselves yeah it's supposed to be for god's glory and this is the exact opposite oh well and it's clear because it's all about them let it's us make a name all for ourselves. about us baby that's right and so at any rate and then the lord comes down and but go ahead go ahead so we're at babylon and they're in defiance of god and he's going to judge the world now, it's going to be a gentle judgment in this. There's not going to be anybody bleed, and there's not going to be anybody die. But God is going to stop their insanity and force them into obedience by confounding their languages and forcing them to scatter because they can't communicate with one another. Well, and what I find very interesting here 
is we have the same thing dealing in um, Genesis eleven seven as we do Genesis one twenty six twenty seven, um, where God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit have a conversation. They refer to themselves singular God in a plurality. Yeah, let us come down. Let us go down and there confuse their language that they may not understand one another's speech. And so every time that you see in scripture where God, where the Trinity has a conversation amongst themselves, it is to deal with people, (laughs) people who are not listening to God (laughs) It's to deal with people first is to create us. And then is to, deal with us. (laughs) Yeah. Let us create man in our own image. Let us go down, confound their languages. So that's exactly what did. Now, as you go back into the history books, go back into the archeological discoveries from ancient Babylon, you begin to see this mystery religion rising as here in book of revelation is looking back upon that. It's interesting in scripture, God chose not to give us too much details about how people were disobeying him and how they were worshiping false deities. So you go back and you see the major person, major character in Babylon was Nimrod, Mm -hmm. a mighty hunter. And you see the rise of the mystery Babylonian religion. Why is it, this has nothing to do with Babylon. It does have to do with Nimrod. What I find real interesting because Nimrod was not uh, a dumb person, but yet we refer to people, or at least when I was when I was growing up, right? I didn't know where you're going with this, but yeah. I do now. Yeah, this when I funny. when I was growing up, uh, um, people would reference dumb people as Nimrod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you grew up in the '50s, '60s, and maybe early '70s, '70s, yeah, yeah because I, I, I well, we're the kids that gave it to you, the younger boys, John. <laughs> I was the older boy. Such you a were Nimrod, right? Yeah. I like, you're such a Nimrod, and it's like. That would be a hoorah if it wasn't. And I think it's Nimrod because he didn't follow God. He was yeah, stupid. That, was, that would be the only. Yeah. And spiritually, <laughs> he was very stupid. He was very. No, he was Nimrod. But so he we're... succeeded in creating a religious system. I'm sorry. Don't be a Nimrod, John. Yeah, don't, don't be, be a Nimrod. Nimrod. <laughs> but out of Babylon arises what the Bible calls a mystery religion. It's the birthplace of paganism. And there was the Babylonian Trinity. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I'm just kind of drawing a blank. Now. Semiramis was the f- the feminine side. Uh, Tammuz was the child. And uh, I'm just drawing a blank. There was the three. Uh, in Egypt, it was Isis, Horus, Seb. And in Babylon, it was uh, Semiramis, the female goddess. Tema's yeah. the child, and it'll come to me, and I'll blurt it out as soon as it well, pops into my Well, and what's what's interesting is uh, every false religion has a trinity. They do, and I'm we're going to come every, to why that is. <laughs> every I'm going to show you why that is, Johnny. They're all they all follow after. I mean, listen, Satan is Satan's deception, and to make it, it also discredits, if you will, to the people. Uh, the true Trinity, because then they're like, well, 
every religion has a trinity. What makes yours right? You know what I'm saying? It's like it's, it's the copycat. We just see it over and over and over again uh, through uh, not only scripture, but through the world. And so, uh, you know, we were talking earlier about the Roman Catholic Church. And if it pops in your head, just jump in and we'll, we'll back up. Yeah. Help me, Jesus. <laughs> and, uh, but, but here's the thing. Um, I'm not going to say it's, it's the Roman Catholic Church because if we, uh, in 17, Re- Revelation 17, 10, it goes on and says, here is the mind which has wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sits. And then 10 says, there are also seven kings. Five have fallen, one is, and the other one has not yet come. And when he comes, he must continue a short time. And so um, that kind of takes out the Catholic Church as being the um, uh, the whore of Babylon. I mean, I, I think they're involved in it, but not solely. Perhaps morphing into it. Yeah, yeah. That, that that has been a point of theological debate. Uh, I mean, Martin Luther King, it's not Martin Luther King, Martin Luther, uh, father of the Lutheran movement, Protestantism, one of the co-founders of Protestantism, felt that the Pope was the Antichrist. Right. And, uh, of course, he, he was not right, but it certainly was the spirit of Antichrist. It was Christian religion well, today's, without the Bible. Yeah, today's Pope is the spirit of the Antichrist. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. But And, and again, I'm, I'm not picking on... on Catholics, but if you look, the spirit of the Antichrist is anything that's anti-God. Mm-hmm. Okay, and if you look at the Pope today, everything about him is anti-God. Mm-hmm. Everything. I'm not the vicar of Christ. I am not the spokesperson for Christ. Let's get the new Ten Commandments because the uh, Ten Commandments we have now are not it. Let's join hands with the uh, uh, Muslims because uh, we're all of that serve the same God of one religion. We need a new world religion, not the Bible. Yeah, blending um, Jesus with Mohammed, Chrislam. Chrislam. And then, and then how about this? Also, he said, uh, do not proselytize uh, the name of Jesus, but the name of the church. And so, uh, salvation is in the church. It's not in Jesus. Well, all of that, man, all of that is the spirit of the antichrist. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. The spirit of antichrist is already here. But to go back to Babylon in that judgment, when God came, they had formed this mystery religion with a, a Babylonian Trinity, um, and they were worshiping many gods. Uh, that was the, the main trinity, but then the fallen uh, angels, the demons, were also being given names, and they were being worshiped as well. So here they are building a tower, in defiance of God. We'll get to heaven our way, salvation by works. We'll tune God out. We don't need him. We can do it on our own, and God said, nope. Right. He confused the language. Now, here is the point that clarifies what happened in Babylon did not stay in, in Babylon. Babylon. Yeah. This is huge, and it explains when Christian missionaries throughout the 2,000 years history of the church go anywhere in the world, whether it's to uh, England and uh, the Stonehenge people, whether it's in Central Africa, the tribal people, the uh, the Amazonian people, the Indians in in the far north, uh, the Incas, 
anywhere in the world, they always run into exactly the same thing. Paganism, the worship of many gods with a trinity at the center, worshiping all the other spirits. And they all worship the same way with the beating of drums rather than music, chanting instead of music, uh, uh, self-mutilation, uh, we see that emerging in our culture now with all the spikes and baby sacrifice. Uh, yeah, well, we're going to come back to that towards the end. I yeah. promise you. Oh yeah, Molech. Because that is all uh, over uh, us today. But here's the simple thing: when God confounded the languages, forced them to leave, they took their Babylonian religion with them, but they just changed the names right. of the gods. Right. When I say in English Jesus, my Spanish friends realize, oh. You're talking about Jesus. And um, uh, my Jewish uh, uh, Christian friends say, oh, you're talking about Yeshua. It's Jesus, the same person, different names. And that's exactly what happened. What happened in Babylon didn't stay in Babylon. The languages were forced. And everywhere they went, paganism was taken to the world. In in Egypt, the, the Babylonian trinity was called Isis Horus Seb. In Rome, it was, or in Greece, it was Zeus, Aphrodite, the female part. Uh, Diana, the goddess Diana, we read about in the book of Ephesians. That was the same. It was Aphrodite. It was Semiramis. It was just the, the different names. And so that really simplifies. That's why the missionaries found the same thing. It all went back to Babylon. Absolutely. And then we fast forward to the book of Revelation. And in the time of the end, he points back to Babylon. Babylon. And then you look uh, what happened in the 4th century uh, in the birth of the Roman Catholic Church and the blending of the Babylonian paganism with a form of Christianity which emerged as Catholicism. Maybe we should hit some of the differences between uh, the the ancient church for the first 300 years before Catholicism arose in the 4th century. And the things that uh, my wife was Roman Catholic, went to parochial school, little things like the priests wearing vestments, uh, that all came out of paganism. Holy water, you find that nowhere in Scripture. It came out of paganism. The lighting uh, of candles uh, and the burning of incense for prayers, there was a little bit of that in the Old Testament in the temple, but nowhere in the New Testament. It came out of paganism. Right. So, it, it, you know, everything that is in our world today goes back to Babylon. Well, and here's, if you read in Revelation seventeen ten, and we read through 14, it's really interesting because everything points back to the beast uh, or the leader of Babylon. It says, there are also seven kings, five have fallen, one is, the other has not yet come. And when he comes, he must continue a short time. The beast that was and is not, is himself also the eighth and is of the seven and is going to perdition. The ten horns, which you saw, are ten kings who have received no kingdom as yet, but they receive authority over one hour as kings with the beast. Just stop here. This is the political economic side. Yes. It's going to be fused with the religious side. Well, and verse 14 is where it really... The transit where you begin to see a connection. Yeah. Verse uh, 12 uh, or 13 says, these are a uh, certain 12. I'm sorry. The 10 horns, which you saw are 10 Kings who have received no kingdom as yet, but they receive authority for one hour as Kings with the beast 13. We start seeing the transition. These are of one mind and they will give their power and authority to the beast. Verse 14. 
This is the transition right here. These will make war with the Lamb, Jesus Christ, and the Lamb will overcome them, for he is Lord of lords and King of kings, and those who are with him are called chosen and faithful. And so what we see is the coming together on the political side to do what? Make war on the spiritual side yes, sir. with Jesus Christ specifically. Yeah. Revelation 17, you know, kind of follows Revelation 13, and we see the rise of the Antichrist. But along the way, and maybe you're going to pull that up in Revelation 13. Um, I can bring 13 up. And the, we call it the false prophet. He comes alongside giving his power to the Antichrist. So what verse like a, would you a like? fusion of um, state and church. Um, it would go down to about verse eight or nine, I think we're going to sign this. It talks about another beast. Read that verse where it says another beast. They have the Antichrist established politically, economically, and then it comes down to about verse eight and nine about another beast shall arise. Uh, let's see here. Oh, 11. Verse 11. Yeah. So it says, then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth. False prophet. And he had two horns like a lamb and spoke like a dragon. Now, stop there. Two thoughts scholars say. Sometimes say, oh, the two horns, that would be Protestantism and Catholicism. I, I'm Especially in the light of what just happened recently, the new Ten Commandments and all that, I think it's bringing together uh, uh, monotheism with polytheism. Mm, yes. Days. Yes. So now you got pretty much everybody mm-hmm. and, the ah. two, and the two monotheistic religions uh, uh christianity and uh islam leading the charge to pull in together the polytheistic so that's interpreted and just some thoughts on that yeah so verse 12 and he exercises all the authority of the first beast in his presence and causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed oh that's that's gonna be let me throw in. That's it, good. That, you know, so are we going to see that as Christians? I don't believe we'll be here when this takes. I believe the rapture of the church precedes this event. That just precedes it. Yeah, and it's going to be pretty quick afterwards. Yeah, 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 yeah. So everything is coming together quickly, globally. This will be the consummation of globalism. Mm-hmm. All the pressure, Biden says, we're going to lead the way into the new world order. This will be the culmination of that, where the political comes together with the religious uh, in Jerusalem, sits in the temple, claims to be God, and then uses the technology of the mark of the beast, the uh, electronic uh, uh identifying system, the mark of the beast. They can shut down our accounts off complete control of economy, complete control of medicine, complete control of media. But I think this doesn't happen until after the church of Jesus is taken home. These are the people that rejected Christ. And we have to do a whole podcast on the sequence right. of this. Right. Because we've kind of blended, uh, the, I'm pulling in the sequence along with the events. And I think right now we're really focusing on, in on the events. Yeah, so these are the events. And uh, when we look at the Whore of Babylon, um, we also have to understand that, uh, all right, because we know it's a mystery, right? So 
I think there's two things that are going on uh, the horror of what the horror Babylon is. The horror Babylon is uh, an evil world system and a religious system. That's, I think they're the two combined, and they have to be. Yes. And if you look at the news today, and, and, and again, we, we want to look at the news because the news also, because I believe we're living in prophetic times, mm-hmm. dude. Yeah, huh, buddy? Like, we're living the Bible out now in, in prophetic times. But what do we see? We see, we see a collapsing of the entire world, uh, and and what's for what reason? A one world government. Mm-hmm. So we'll have a one world, world government. Economic forum. The new resets all just on the brink. It's on the brink. We're going to have a one world currency. We're going to have a Digital one world currency yep, where oh. they can control everything. 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 You will not be able to move one penny without them knowing or giving permission to do so. Yeah. And so that so we have the political realm that is coming together. We see that. And then we have the religious realm coming together. Which is with, what you brought up about Mount Sinai here just like uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. It was November 14th, and it was a Sunday. And the only reason I know is because that was my birthday. And Happy birthday, Johnny. Yeah, well, thank you. And, um, and, and But here's the other thing, too. Uh, Chrislam, a one world religion. If you if you're paying one world government, one world currency, one world religion, one world everything. So what does that do? That makes it real easy for the beast Mm -hmm. to control. The, end, the false prophet, the religious leader in the time of the end, the globalist religious leader, gives his power. He comes alongside the Antichrist, the political economic guy, and says, hey, he's the man. This is what the world needs to, to come together. <laughs> I think of the Beatles, come together <laughs> yeah. right now over me, and it'll be over him. They'll come together. Now, I think the real church of Jesus is gone. That's another podcast. Right. But it, this is at the brink, yeah. even as we speak. So, so let me ask you this, dude. This is on topic, off topic, and probably going to make a lot of people mad. Um, but that seems to be my specialty sometimes. <laughs> think about, just for a minute, and listen, Right up front, I'm not calling the man the Antichrist. I'm not. But what I do find really interesting with President Trump, he was bringing the whole world together. Like, in, in, the, in the respects that um, he was bringing peace for everyone politically, uh, strengthened. Um, I, it, it, I would say the 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 power of. I'm not. And by the way, I'm not calling. I, I yeah, voted oh, for I him. I'm not. I'm not yeah, calling yeah, yeah. him the Antichrist. But yeah. but I'm just seeing what that. What we see is the power that can happen to rally people. Right. Together. There's my point. And he certainly was a catalyst. I mean, this is this is not even debatable. But he sparked a nationalist movement in our country and a global movement. Correct. Yeah. Now the nations are taking a look at globalism mm-hmm. and saying, "We don't want that. We want nationalism." 
And Trump was the spark of that, right, in, right. in my view. Right. But I want to go back. I mean, because he even made friends with North Korea, which I think is fantastic because as long as you're friends, you're not out to kill each other. Yeah, so was, this isn't uh, a bad thing. Yeah, no, four years of no rockets going off. Yeah, right? right. So he tamed down the fat little rocket man for four years. <laughs> yeah. soon as, as soon as Trump's gone, he's, he's, he's firing his rockets well, again. Well, y- yeah, you know, he just killed uh, some, uh, literally just the other day, he killed some of his own people because uh they've watched some um some show that wasn't within their he didn't approve of uh, that he didn't approve of absolute dictatorship but i want to go back you you have ancient babylon we talked about and then that mystery religion polytheism uh, demonism which really satanism is just a denomination of satanism so we fast forward from babylon and we have this paganism uh, that pervades the world with one exception, Judaism. Of course, Jesus is the flower of the, of the Jewish rose bush, if you please. Christ is the fulfillment of the Jewish religion, uh, monotheistic, one true in God, Holy Trinity, God the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Of course, Satan's going to copy sure. the Holy Trinity. Sure. So now we fast forward, and this church of Jesus, gates of hell can't prevail against it. Jesus launches it, and what does it do for the next 300 years? It conquers paganism. Mm-hmm. Greater was he that was in Jesus and in his church than he was in the world. It's conquering paganism. Then we get to the 4th century A.D., and we have Emperor Constantine, Emperor of Rome, and he has family members who get saved. They become Christians, and there had been 10 major seasons of persecution upon the Christians, but the blood of the martyrs became the seed of the church. And Satan realized, I can't stand, I can't stamp this thing out. Yeah, he's, yeah, you're not going to stop it. Martyrdom isn't stopping it. I can't. And so he switches gears, in my view. Fourth century AD, Emperor Constantine, they call him uh, later, he's called by Catholicism, Constantine the Great, the, uh, conqueror of paganism. So Emperor Constantine uh, has a dream one night. First of all, his family members become Christians. So he wants to, he stops the persecution. The uh, Edict of Toleration is signed in 310 AD. We're not going to persecute the Christians. We'll just live with them. Right. Some of them are decent people. So Edict of Toleration, and we won't kill them. And everybody's saying, the Christians like, oh, that's great, that's great, that's great. Then 312 A.D., the night before a major military battle, the Battle of Milvan Bridge, Constantine has a dream. In the dream, he says he saw a fiery cross uh, in the sky and hearing a voice saying, by this sign, conquer. And he drew a picture of the cross that he saw in the sky. It wasn't a cross at all. It was an ancient Egyptian ankh. Did you ever see the cross with like the teardrop at the top? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that, he, by the sign conquer. Jesus didn't say conquer militarily, but conquer by love. Tell people the gospel. Let them make their own choice. A biblical Christianity is not by imperial decree. And so here he is. He wakes up in the morning, thinks he's heard from God. I believe he heard from Satan. He thinks he heard from God. And he signs the Edict of Milan, 312 A.D., officially making Christianity the official religion of the <laughs> Roman Empire. And if you don't like it, we'll kill you. And he also <laughs> appointed himself Pontificus Maximus. Right. I'm the Pope. 
I'm the leader of this new church. Now, uh, if you're a Christian back then, you say, excuse me, thank you for the edict of toleration. I like not being persecuted. I'm glad I'm not going to be thrown to the lions in, in, in Rome. But he points himself head of the church. Oh, wait a minute. I got a problem with that. Uh, Jesus is the head of the right, church. Yeah, no, no, no. He was. And he calls himself Pontificus Maximus, the Pope. That's where he became right. the Pope. <laughs> and there was a group of Christians that thought, this is cool. Yeah, dude, we're in. And he hired a school of cardinals and paid these dudes money. And they went, they sent a guy named Eusebius to get down to get 50 official Roman Catholic copies of the Bible. And we have the birth of Catholicism, which right is a there. mingling. Here's the point. It's a mingling of the paganism right. that had always been. And so what we're seeing from November 14th is a mingling mm -hmm. of two opposite things. That's happened before in history. Yeah, yeah. Where at? It started in Babylon, and then it happens, it really happens again in Rome. What was happening in Babylon is now happening in Rome, and they're bringing in Jesus into a non-biblical thing, and salvation will no longer be by the salvation by grace through oh, no, faith. It's through the church. It's through the church, through yeah. the sacraments of the so, church. So who was the first pope? Constantine. Constantine. There was no pope anywhere. Exactly. In yeah. He was and they, the they want to say they want to say Peter was, but no. Peter never went to Rome. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Peter was married, had a wife. Right. <laughs> Peter wasn't from Rome. He was from Capernaum, man. But but think about I've seen that his house. Right. So, right. Yeah. I stood stood over there because they have this glass top where you can look down into his into his house. But think about that just for a second. He was married. He's not been to Rome, and they call him the first pope. Do they not see the contradiction? There's nothing biblical, nothing, nothing. historical, nothing, nothing archaeological to say that. They just pulled it out of thin air because right. they got to close the gap from Peter to Constantine. Constantine tell you who the first pope is. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Me. <laughs> I, I coined the term. You can't find that term in the Bible. You Jesus' church is going on for 300-plus years with no cardinals, right. no pope. Right. And the, the bishop in the Bible is the overseer of the local congregation. Right. He doesn't oversee multiple right. congregations. Yeah, the, That's all man-made denominations. Right. Yeah, the bishop was the minister. Yeah, but it's interesting. From Babylon, the satanic trinity being spread all over the world, then the real church, Satan can't stamp it out, so he kind of brings it in. He counterfeits mangles. it. That's the word I was looking for. He counterfeits. He counterfeits it, it. but yeah. that's what he does with everything. He counterfeits it, and and the Babylon, the the whore of Babylon, is a counterfeit. Ultimately, when everything's said and done, it's going to be a counterfeit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I think I think mystery Babylon, I think is America, and I think commercial Babylon is New York City. See, I, I, I'm, I ponder that, and there's, this is great discussion that goes on in uh, eschatological discourse, in prophetic study. And I've changed uh, my view on some of the things. Right now, I do still lean that the city of Seven Hills, Rome, and Mystery Babylon is, is the Roman Catholic Church, the former uh, priest, uh, excuse me, former Pope, J Pope John Paul VI was so popular in his final book, he said, I so fear the apostasy in the Catholic Church from the School of Cardinals that my successor will be the false prophet of Revelation 13. And that's it, what he said. And that's what happened. I think he was right. That's on exactly that. 
I Dude, think he was right on uh, that. Yeah, all we got to do is look at the, now, his predecessor. So I see, kind of come along with, with what you see there, I see the Catholic Church being the catalyst to pull Chrislam, the Pope, uh, pull this one world religion together to put it with the uh, economic, uh, political, antichrist forming just that one solid union. But see, that's exactly what happened in Rome under Constantine. That when you ask a pagan in Rome before 312 AD, uh, who who is the emperor? Constantine. In their view, the the emperor was a God. Mm-hmm. And so right. when the emperor right. spoke like, like Pharaoh was a God, yeah, like, yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So they viewed him as God. And so to defy him would be insane. So he comes along, signs a decree that Christianity is the official religion of the Roman empire. And I'm the Pontificus Maximus. They're like, <laughs> okay, they don't have any resistance. It's the Christian people <laughs> right. who half of them would be my forefathers who say, uh, no, Constantine, uh, we'll have, be glad to do Bible study with you, but <laughs> Jesus is the head of the church, not you. You can't make right. up a denomination thing. Each of the churches are independent. You can't start sprinkling babies. Baptism is for believers. Mm-hmm. If you believe with all your heart, you may, and they bring in infant baptism. They change yeah, but, baptism. but the reason the reason for infant baptism was because there was a mass exodus happening in the Catholic church. They needed money. They needed people. And so they got, they fear, fear, fear your child yeah. is going to go to hell unless the church baptizes them when they're babies. You and give money and you obey what we say, or we'll pull back their baptism. It was a, it was a control issue. Yeah, well, then. yeah, because the church controls whether the people go to heaven or hell. And so everyone, Oh, I want my child to go to heaven. And what they do surrendered right back to the church. Yeah. So what happened in uh, Babylon didn't stay in Babylon. And what happened in Rome under Constantine was a fusion of state and church. He already was the political economic controller. So do you, so do you think the, the whore of Babylon is the Roman church? I mean, the Catholic church right now. And as I continue to study this out, yeah, I because we it's a mystery, so we're just yeah, exactly. we're just discussing this. Yeah, right. right. Uh, this is interpretation. What God says is going to happen. Right, right. We're just trying to fit it together. I do see the city of Seven Hills. I see the Roman Catholic Church as mystery Babylon. Now you mentioned commercial Babylon, Revelation eighteen. Mm-hmm. I see that as America, or perhaps more specifically. New York City. And Very we'll, we'll do a specific. podcast on that. I Very mean, that, specific. This is really, yeah. uh, to me, it's fun stuff. I love this right, right. discussion, right. and I don't have a lock on all truth, but I know revelation will come to pass literally. Mm-hmm. And people would look at these passages of Scripture, the mark of the beast, the 666, cashless society, and say, that's crazy. That never could be. Well, now we have. But it's unfolding. Yeah, we have the technology. It's right before our eyes. The numbers, like everything about Luciferase. um, Yeah, the traceability of the vaccine. which comes from the name Lucifer, yeah, light yeah. giver, and they put that in the vaccine so they can trace the vaccine when you at the airport and wherever you are, whether you've been or not been vaccinated. Yeah. If you are under their control yet or not yet, we can find you. I, I personally believe Jesus will come soon and take us out of here before these horrors really unfold. But these are but the horrors. But, but they're going to unfold, and it's yeah. at the door. Yeah. 
the technology is here that every eye can see mm-hmm. at any point in the world, right, right. everything that's happened through technology. The- and what's crazy is people keep supporting the technology. They're, they're hoorah. They're cheering it on. There's nothing evil about the technology. But it's what they're going to do with it. And the technology is always sold to us. Yeah. Oh, this will be for your good. Oh, we can trace exactly where you are so nobody can kidnap you. We can find you or your child. Oh, this is really good. Right. We can, your, your system through these vaccines can control, can, your body can send messages through 5G system in, into the web. So if your heart's slowing down, we'll know about it. And the paramedics will be there in minutes and we'll save your life. This is for your own good. That, well, and that's, that's how they sell it is such a positive. Or how about this? Get the, get the chip put in your animals so that um, they're never lost. Oh, now let's put it in your child so that they're never lost. lost. Oh, let's put it in you so that your identity is never stolen. Oh, let's... Is that you constant? won't have to carry your wallet. You won't have to take your checkbook. You just th- slot put in your hand. You're good to go. Mm-hmm. And there again, nothing evil about the technology. But the Bible, two thousand years ago, told us that what mm-hmm. technology to look for. It is here, and it will be in the hands of the evil one, and he'll use it to control the world. They're already using it in yeah. China, even as we speak. Yeah. So, guys, let's just bring this together. Um, let me tell you something, Mystery Babylon, here's what we do know. We do know that it is an evil world system. We know that um, the whore of Babylon uh, has religious connotations. Yep. And so Political, uh, economic, all, uh, religious, all combined into one. Yeah, it's spiritual adultery with the beast being the focus of the ungodly end times religious system. And it's all going to come together as one. Hey guys, I hope this has helped you. And if it has, please like, share, subscribe, and follow. And until next time, God bless. God bless.